Welcome to Wealth Alchemy Lab, where we show you how spirituality, money, and pleasure not only can go together, but that they must. Activate your soul-driven path to your most fulfilling life possible through riveting interviews from our archives. And wisdom from your host, ex-lawyer turned unconventional business strategist and spiritual catalyst, Kavita Aurora. This is an interview that was repurposed from an event in 2014 called Women's Wealth Revolution. It was done under a pseudonym, which is why you will hear the name Leela Samaya. Long and interesting story behind that. Ask Kavita if you want to know. Some of the links that are mentioned may not be available, but there will be a link to each person's website in the show notes, so you can find them if you wish. Enjoy the interview. Welcome to Women's Wealth Zone, where women leaders are going to reveal how following your truth is going to catalyze your wealth zone, world change, and life beyond your wildest dreams. And I'm Leela Samaya. I'm your host for the series, and I'm so excited to be here with you today. And I have with me the extraordinary, the magical Corey Michelle. And <laughs> Corey Michelle, she just, she's um, someone, I met her in Bali, and I just immediately felt this connection to you, Corey. And I was like, I have to know that woman. We ended up just spending a lot of time together, hanging out, and she's just got this magnetic, you're about to experience it, I can't wait for you to experience it, just this infectious enthusiasm, and, and she's so bright, and now I'll tell you a little bit more about her, her formal qualifications, <laughs> as formal as Corey gets. But Corey has an elegance with energy and space, and her intuitive sense, it really dives into the depth of an issue. And it unlocks it, like in all these ways that kind of don't seem related, but it can actually totally change your life. And I've experienced this myself. And she's playful and fun and, of course, juicy because that's a big part of her brand. And she loves breaking all the rules of traditional business and, li and life, like the, the, the way people do life coaching, business coaching. And she helps you create this life that you came to live with all your juice. She's also a facilitator <laughs> with the dynamic body of work, access consciousness, and she's a seasoned entrepreneur, a speaker, a trainer, and an author, and she plays with space and energy to assist people in creating the life that they came to live. Welcome, Corey. Thank you so much uh, for having me, and uh, I'm excited to see what we... Uh, Get to talk about today yeah, well, in the we, world of wealth. Yeah, what we create <laughs> together in the world of wealth. Well, speaking of wealth, exactly. Corey, what is wealth? What is true wealth to you in Corey true, world? In true Corey world. wealth. Yeah. <laughs> We're the, the princess away. bride. True wealth. True <laughs> wealth. Just watched that movie the other day. Oh, yeah. um, one of my all-time favorites. But I don't you know... As probably many of your other guests have said, wealth is far beyond money, right? Yeah. Wealth is, uh, to me, it's the it's the it's the richness in life. It's the it's the ability to perceive and be with the abundance that is already around you, and 
lots of people I feel like get involved with um, focusing on money as well, like yeah. money and possessions and things like that. And, and it's really a wealth is everywhere. It's like the air you breathe. We have a wealth of air. We have a wealth of um, sunshine. We have a wealth of, you know, environments and organics around us. And we, if we're focusing only on money and possessions and gold and, you know, stocks and stuff like that, we're really missing out on the wealth of life and the wealth of what it means to be embodied in a body yeah. on the planet, like right now, yeah. right? And the joy of all of that. So that's really, I think, in an essence, what wealth means to me. I love it. Beautiful. Great definition. And I'd love to hear, Corey, like, what is, you know, like, how did you find your way to your wealth zone and your true wealth? Because I know you've had quite a journey to this path. And yeah, tell us your story. <laughs> yeah, quite the journey. Well, I've always, um, I don't know, since I was 21 or so graduating from college, I always knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I can tell and I didn't know I was intuitive at all back then. I just knew stuff. And I just knew that I didn't want to just go get a job. And I fortunately had, had uh, chosen a, a degree in, in university that was, after you graduate, you can get a $5.25 an hour job. Mm. <laughs> so my degree didn't, like, you know, make me, yeah. you know, $60,000, $70,000 a year. Instead, I chose to go into multi-level marketing because I saw the possibilities of creating a life, you know, a full life of what might be possible for me. I yeah. didn't see the, the fullness and the richness and the wealth of life in, um, you know, one of these jobs I could have gotten with my degree, right? So I, I just said, forget that. I didn't apply for any jobs and I went straight to this other possibility and have been, have been on this journey of entrepreneurship and I've been in corporate America and continuing to where is the greatest possibility for me? Where is that space in which I can really create all of my life? But not just like we said, the money, but that was one real sticker for me was, you know, I was always in jobs where I, I wasn't making very much money or the companies I started, I, I was, I was actually going the opposite way. Yeah. <laughs> than creating money and financial wealth, I was going into lots of debt. So, um, oh, no. but yeah. what I saw, right? Yeah. But what I saw was when I started really choosing to um, work within my gifts, playing and having fun, like you're talking about, um, where work and work and play, there's no line, there's no definition or distinction between the two. That's when it started getting really juicy for me, and I was like, wait a second, I'm actually really good at this. And I started acknowledging where I was a genius and where I was really brilliant in some areas. And I was like, well, other people, like, this is so easy for me. Why don't other people do this? Well, it's because I'm really good at it, right? It's not, it's because everybody else isn't really good at it. I'm here to bring that to the world. And once that started clicking, I was like, oh, and somebody said to me, and this is one of the biggest gifts is the things that you do that are really easy that other people don't do that, that aren't really easy for them. Those are your gifts, and those are where you can actually bring in the financial wealth that's possible for you. So if you're, like where I was doing is I was working hard, doing things I wasn't very good at to make a little bit of money, right? And the rest of my life was meh, right? Like my relationships were diminished, my um, personal lives were, was diminished, yeah. like my body, like every other area was down because I wasn't being me in my gifts. But when I stepped into that, it was like everything started to click. 
and like every area of my life. So my friendships got better. I acknowledged more of me, right? Of, of wow, I'm actually really good at this. And yeah. a lot of, a lot of where I was personally making myself wrong because I couldn't seem to get it right, especially around money. Cause I had a really hard time with money for a long time. And a lot of that wrongness started going away. And I'm like, wow, I actually do have brilliance. I actually do have something con to contribute here. And I'm really good at it. And the more and more I acknowledge that, and the more I shared that with people, the more uh, my life just grew and my bank account, right? And I started to be able to actually have a financially wealthy life as well. I love it. So I think you've made some, you've frozen here for a moment. Have I frozen for you too? Corey. So that's kind of how I got into my book zone. <laughs> I was just acknowledging me, right? Okay, wait. Now we're catching up to the Can audio. You Can you see me? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hopefully it's going to catch up now. Have we caught up yet? Am I frozen? Oh, there you are. Okay. <laughs> okay I was waiting for like, it was like the audio was like, behind your movement. <laughs> it was pretty funny for a moment there. <laughs> Look at that. Your energy is messing with the technology. <laughs> okay, now let me get my train of thought back. Yeah, no, thank you for sharing your, your story. <laughs> and I'd <clears throat> Okay, now it's making me cough. I haven't been coughing all day. All right. Okay, now that we've taken that little break there. Um, I'd love to hear a little more about like, you know, when you shifted to this place of really following your truth and following your gifts. And you said some really important points there of like, you know, there, it, it, there, there's this way in which we can discount our gifts and be like, well, why would anyone pay me for that? Like, can everyone do that? And, you know, and that like, can you share a little more about what like following yeah. your truth, following your juiciness, finding those gifts, how you figure out what, you know, like just around that topic of, mm -hmm. you know, and what that has to do with finding this wealth zone that you found. Yeah, definitely. I, you know, it's funny because back in the good old days of internet, <laughs> oh no, you're frozen again. on this when ebooks first started, when first came out, like ten years, it was um, find a job you love in thirty days or less. And at that particular moment in time, or you're frozen now. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> okay, okay. I don't know what you caught about that, but in that moment in time, I was desperate to find something that I loved to match, like what I do. And when I read this book, it asked me four questions. What the first question was, what do you what do you love to do that you currently get paid for? The second question is, what do you love to do that you don't get paid for? What would you do anyway, like just for fun? Yeah. And then what do you do that you, or actually those five questions. What do you do that you really don't like doing that you get paid for? And then what do you just don't do anyway? Like whether you got paid for it or not. Yeah. And so you do these, like, it's actually just four of those questions, but the, the four quadrants and what kept coming up for me was event planning. And it was like event planning, event planning. I was already event planning in my life. I was already planning to do certain things. I was organizing softball teams and this and that and parties and all this kind of stuff. And I was like, wait a second. I would already do it in my free time. I really enjoy doing it. Why am I not getting paid for this? And so that was my first step into a direction where I'm like, ooh, this is what I'm really good at. Now, I didn't know it was my genius. I just thought I liked it and I was good at it, so I might as well get paid at it. 
But when I, when I looked at the business coaching, I was I would have coffee with people for 90 minutes, two hours. Like it would turn out to be that way because we're just really yeah. chatty. And by the end of the end of the coffee, the person was totally inspired and taking a, a direction in their business that wasn't available before that coffee. And I was like, God, if I could just sit here and inspire people all day long, I would so love to do that. And it didn't even occur to me that people would pay me for that. Mm. I was just so happy and lit up when I did that. And it, it just, just gave me so much joy. And then that was when somebody said, what you would do for free all day long that you're really great at, that you're totally discounting is the things that I was like, wait a second. Yeah. And then I literally put it out there and then people wanted to pay me for it. So that's how I got started in business coaching. <laughs> that's awesome. I love it. <laughs> that's great. Okay. So, you know, like when you found this place inside yourself, like you, there, there was something different you were doing than what the average person does. And like, what, what is that difference between women who find their way to this wealth zone and, and those who don't like, can you identify some of the behaviors or the actions you were taking or like, was it scary or, you know, it just tell us about navigating yeah. that part. Yeah. I think for me, it was really getting out of um, thinking that I had to do it like everybody else. Like um, I had done a bazillion business courses and paid a lot of money to coaches and all that kind of stuff. And I couldn't ever get it right. I couldn't ever, like put two and two together and to get other people's systems to work for me. And so I might be a little different than most people. I highly encourage people who aren't system followers um, to be okay with that. Once I started to be literally be okay with um, the fact that I was a little more creative than a system follower, then I was like, well, wait a second, here's what they're doing. I don't have to duplicate what they're doing. How can I do it my way? And when I started um, creating my business like an artist and creating it like a canvas, right, and I have all the colors, and I might see other people's stuff and go, ooh, I really like that, and I take a piece of that, and I take a piece of that, and I take a piece of that, and let's put it together as mine or bring through my own stuff, whatever that looks like, um, it becomes my, a, a totally different thing, Right, it, it becomes a yeah. totally different way of, of doing a sales conversation, totally different way of, of um, doing a promotion. You get into being a creative because if you're a creative, can you really follow somebody else's system? Right, because a lot of times yeah. other people's systems are their creations. Yeah. So it's kind of like following somebody else's formula for me is like painting by numbers. And that's no fun for me. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, I want to do my own thing. I want to do boring. it for me. Yeah, you life, might as well right? just have a job, so, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. And you definitely don't want to be telling me what to do. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, a job for me it was like a prison. Yeah. <laughs> it was really like the place where everybody had to tell me what to do. And I was like, no, you can't tell me what to do. I'm going to do my own thing. So if I would, so people like that where they're creative, but they're making themselves wrong for wanting to do it their own way mm -hmm. and trying to do it somebody else's way. I think that's one of the biggest pitfalls. It's like, look and see what they're doing and say how they're doing it and go, Hey, how can I do it my way? Because once you give yourself that freedom, it just opens up new possibilities and you might come up with your own way. That's better for you than that way ever could have been for you. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think that was where I was really stuck and thinking, well, this is the way you need to do it. This is the way you need to do internet marketing. This is the way you need to coach. This is yeah. the way you need to do a sales page. And for me, I just, I don't, I don't follow anybody else's formula anymore. I really look and see what other people are doing and say, oh, would any of that work for me? If it yeah. would, great. If not, what would work for me? Yeah. And then you keep the elements that do work for you and then you you know, like go of the rest and, and yep. yeah, so it's, it's a very creative way of, of, and I, and I know that about you. I love that about you of, <laughs> of working with what you encounter, but it's not like yeah. it's, but it's not like saying, okay, let me just reject the whole thing. It's like saying, well, let me look at that and see, yes. okay, these pieces, you know, these are, these are good pieces. Like, I mean, it is, and, and I know you're very smart around business so like there are certain pieces like that you'll keep and then the other pieces are okay you know I'm going to find my own way to do this which is great and you know so I'm, I'm feeling actually the energy right now to go in a different direction with you than I've gone with some of the other the, the other ladies in part because you have such a unique way of working and yes we are talking about wealth being far beyond money but i also know that you have great teachings around money and that you're you know doing some work with money lately in classes and things and so i actually want you to talk about money that's what i'm feeling in this moment so <laughs> and it's not something i knew i was gonna do we can but, totally talk about money yeah let's talk about money so <laughs> you know a lot of a lot of women a lot of people in the world you know there's we have a lot of blocks around money and there are so many ways that the flow of money and the energy in is blocked. And so if, if I were standing in front of you, Corey, and just saying, okay, I'm just stuck. I have these great gifts. I'm doing what I am pretending to be your, you know, a client you're coaching now. And, you know, I, I am doing what you're saying, Corey. I figured out my, like, what I'm good at and I'm doing it and no one's paying me for it. And like, what's going on? Why, why am I still so blocked? I'm, I feel like I'm... I'm in my purpose and my energy. And so what would you, you know, what would you say to me or to our listeners who may be feeling that way? Yeah, gosh, that was, that was kind of what even, even when I got into my gifts, I, I, I started receiving, but there was like this limited receiving um, where I couldn't seem to pop up. And I did a bunch of different things and I looked at a bunch of different areas. But the first thing I look at is what does money actually mean to you? Like, mm. Like really, look at that. What is what does money mean to you? And what are all of your points of view or stories or assumptions about what money is, right? And one of the, a couple of the things that would come up for me was, well, money is just it, it, it's just there. It's 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 hard to get, and when you have it, and you spend it. It's never around. You definitely don't create any financial wealth with it, and. so heavy like why would I want a lot of money around when all this stuff is here like I've got to deal with all that every time money comes around and oh and by the way I just spend it all anyway <laughs> so so like what does money mean to you and then my next question is who does all that belong to is any of that yours or did you pick it up from somebody else right mm-hmm <laughs> like how much of our points of view around money aren't even ours anyway yeah. 
Okay, so what if I were to say, okay, some of those points of view are not mine, and then some of them are mine. Like, I'm just going to role play someone who's, who's in this, like, stuck place. And, well, you know, like, I really do feel like money isn't around. And, or it doesn't stick around if it does come around. And I don't feel like that's somebody else's. I feel like that's mine. It's an experience I've had in my life. And, um, you know, I, I'd love to shift it. But, um, yeah, I really just don't like dealing with money. Yeah, don't like dealing with money. Oh, that's an awesome one. <laughs> so, if somebody said that to me, I would actually ask them, um, what is money for? What is money for? What is money for? Well, money is to take care of, like, my basic needs and the needs of my family and then to do some fun things with and to, like, go on vacations and, you know, and then also to contribute to some causes I really believe in and to really, like, get to a point where I have plenty and then I have plenty to give and I can actually change things that are going on in the world that really trouble me. So that's what I would say. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great. So saying all of that and the conversation of, oh, it's just heavy. I don't want to deal with it are basically opposing, like they're, they're I call them conflictual realities. Cause on one hand you have this really, this lightness about money, right? And I know we're just role playing, but if this were true, yeah. the, there's this lightness about money that's like, oh yeah, like I want to be able to do all this stuff and live like this amazing life on the planet and give back and create some new stuff in the world. All of that is really light, but then the I don't want to deal with money is heavy, yeah. right? It's kind of like, eh. yeah. so we have a lightness, which is more in the truth for you and the heaviness, which is a bunch of lies. You want to look at the heaviness. Um, well, let me give you this tool. So the truth will make, make you feel light. And heavy, heaviness and energy will make you feel, um, well, lies will make you feel heavy. Yeah. So anytime there's heaviness, just like what we experienced when you were talking, is that heaviness, there's lies in there. And lies could be that you're picking up somebody else's point of view, or you bought into somebody else's point of view, or something happened that one time, and then you made it true forever. Yeah. Like, oh, I lost all that money on that one investment 20 years ago. So money just never comes around anymore. And that was like 20 years yeah. ago, and it's actually not even true anymore, yeah. right? So you're just keeping around some old story that's ready to go, and that's why it's heavy because it's a lie. It's not true anymore. So one of the places I love to go with people, especially who have a little bit more um, having more money around is when we make the distinction of you as an infinite being, right, and then a bot. Right, so this might be a little out there for some people, but do you mind if I go there anyway, Lila? Yeah, no, go there anyway, yeah. Okay, <laughs> so like we're like infinite beings in these little bodies running around on a planet, right? And we have, some people might call them soul or um, a spirit, you know, things like that. And like we have this body, and if you make a distinction that you're actually in the body like a vehicle and your body is separate, yet you're in it, just like your car is separate from you, but you drive it around, you take care of it, all that stuff. If you as an infinite being were running around on the planet without a body, would you actually need money? No. No. There's, there's no reason for money. You're not in a body. So it's yeah. actually the bodies that need money on this planet. 
right? Yeah. Because we need money for food, just like what you said, shelter to create a life for your family, for yeah. massages, I mean, yeah. for, you know, creating different things. Yeah, but it's buy in, all these things, yeah. Yeah, it, it's in this reality that you need money, but for the body. It's not for you as an infinite being. So if it's an infinite being, you're operating from, well, I don't want to deal with money. It's just, it's, yeah. it's useless. Why do we even need it? And that's kind of where I was too, is like, why do we even need money? Can't we have a system without money at all? Like, can't we all just, you know, share and have some utopian ideal? Well, yeah, that could be created, but right now that's not the case on the planet. The case is there's mon monetary systems that are what they are. Yeah. And they work the way they work. So you can either choose to play in them for your body or not. Yeah. And if you start playing with them, then what you can do is you start going, okay, so like Leela, your son, you adore your son, right? Yeah. Like, would you do anything in the world for him? Yes. Now, let's just pretend for a moment, like you um, you were struggling with your finances, and he wanted to play, what does he play, baseball? Yeah. Right? And he wanted to play this competitive baseball team that wanted to travel around, and he needed a new bat, a new glove, and new cleats, and a whole new get-up, right? But you were like, I don't know where I'm going to get the money for that. Yeah. Would you find a way to get him everything he needed yeah. for to play ball? Yes. Right? Like you would get him to all those games and traveling and everything, right? Yep. And then how much would you actually go without if you had to to get him what he needed? Oh, yeah. I'd, I'd basically bare minimum for me and then, yeah, give it all to yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah, it gives me chills in my body of like how much you care about him, right? Yeah. Now, most mothers will do this, right? They will give up everything for their children. And if you don't have children, and if you love dogs or cats or your animals more, just replace that, right? But you would give up everything for, yeah. for your child. Now, here's my question. Would you give up all of your points of view to be able to create the life that your body would like to experience? Well, the answer to this used to be no, but then I got to my rock bottom and then I basically said a big yes to that and did whatever it took to get to the place I'm in now, which is why I'm even leading this event. So, yeah, so, yeah, so, like, I, I got to the point where I was just like, hell yeah, I'm going to do whatever it takes for me. Yeah. And I'm going to love myself the way I love my son. That was actually something that one of my coaches who, you know, because I wasn't being very good to myself, my self love was, <laughs> I didn't really love myself very much at all. She's like, she brought up what you're bringing up to love myself as much as I love my son. Yeah. Yeah. And when we look at it that way, like, what if our body is our, our child, right? Then would you create, receive, create, and play in this life like you would with your child, right? And it's all these points of view that we have about unworthiness and our bodies don't matter because we're really just infinite beings anyway. Or, you know, there's all these points of view flying around that we've picked up from, you know, lots of different places. It doesn't even matter where. But if it's heavy and contractive and if you're not receiving, you might want to look at, letting go of some points of view that are keeping you sort of um, in the place of not receiving money, right? Because yeah. like with me, I was, I was okay receiving free stuff everywhere. I would receive massages and classes and coffees and dinners and I mean, everything for free everywhere. But receiving money for some reason, I was like, I, I wasn't willing to do it. And then when I turned it around and I said, oh my gosh, the money is actually for my body. If I'm willing to love my body like I would love a child, 
and give my body what a child, what I would give a child, how much more am I actually willing to receive so that I can create that life for my body? Hmm. I love that perspective. That's yeah. really amazing. I knew there was a reason I asked you this question. <laughs> we have now discovered it together. There you go. There yeah. you go. Yeah, and what's so what's so interesting yeah. to me is when I started to look at this, I was like, my body's actually talking to me, just like your body was talking to you. It was like, hey, Leela, wake up. I'm here too. Yeah. When are you going to start loving me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? And body's like, like, what is your body like? Right? Like for you, Lula, I know you like to vacation and massages and nice food. Yeah. <laughs> and dancing. And yeah. And like, I actually, even though I'm getting into this habit again now, I mean, I actually have had many points in my life where I've actually enjoyed exercising too, certain kinds, not all kinds, <laughs> but certain kinds. And yeah. Right. Yeah. But I tend to like forget my body and stay here, as you know. And then. You know, coming down into into my animal, as Jenna Laflamme has talked about in this series too, is is really delicious. And gosh, I discover new things every day that my body likes because I actually listen to her now. Yes, you know? exactly. Yeah. It's the listening. It's, it's the listening. And you know, what does listening to your body have to do with money? Well, our bodies actually create with us. They're co-creators. But if you're ignoring it. And making it not matter, you're basically, it would be the same as like neglect on a child, right? Like, like not paying attention to a child. And how does that turn out, right? Like you can just imagine like what that yeah. would be like, like a neglected child as an adult. It's like all sorts of interesting things yeah. happen. And when you neglect your body, all sorts of stuff happens like disease yeah. and, um, you know, it doesn't work right and it's tired and then it starts yelling at you. Right. So when you actually like say, yeah. you know, my body has been saying lately, like, Corey, get a massage, get a massage, get a massage. I'm like, oh, you want a massage? Okay, let's go get a massage. And then after you get that massage, you're like, oh, my God, I feel so good. Yeah. And then your your body's so happy. Right. Or yeah. if you go on the walk or if you do these things and one day. So I do uh, access consciousness um, energy work called bars, which are like bars of energy that go through your head. And when I first started doing it, I was finding so much space in my world and I was like manifesting and creating like crazy and I was sitting there going, oh my God, what would it be like if I had my bars run uh, every day for a week? And basically you lay down and you have somebody touch your head and you get up and you feel amazing. I was like, what would it be like to feel that amazing for a whole week? And I kept asking people and I was like, what would it be like and what would it take to do that? And and then I, I, um, I really wanted to go to this seven day retreat that Access Consciousness was having. And I didn't have the money. And 48 hours before, a friend of mine called up and said, hey, Corey, um, are you going to go to Costa Rica? And I said, no, I didn't make the money. And I was really being hard on myself because I was making it so wrong that I really wanted to go. And then I didn't do it. And he's like, well, are you open for a possibility or a, a miracle? And I said, yeah. So I did a little bit of clearing work. And then 30 minutes later, somebody called and said, hey, why aren't you going? And I said, well, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't make the money to go. And she said, well, can I loan it to you? And I was like, what? And I, normally I would have said no because I had no idea how I was going to pay her back. But I said yes. I said, I just, yes, I just opened this up. I just asked oh, for this. awesome. And then 48 hours later, I, had, I was on my way to Costa Rica. And the fourth day in, I was getting my bars run for the fourth day in a row. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I'm getting my bars run for four, seven days in a row. How does it get better than this? And I'm like, hey, body, did you help me create this? Did you create this? 
And my body just like with the energy. And I was like, oh my God. In that moment, I was like, my body can actually help me create what it would like to have. So if you include your body in the creation, and I'll, I'll show you some, or I'll give you some questions to ask for that and ways to do that. But if you include your body, it'll actually open up to receive and create with you. And if you leave it behind, what you're able to create is so much less than with your body. Yeah. That's yeah. really, really powerful the way you expressed it. And thank you for sharing that story. And yes, we definitely do want to hear some steps of like yeah. getting into your wealth zone in your body, steps your body. that our listeners can use right away to start being this energy. <laughs> yeah, so I work a lot with energy and a lot with perceiving um, the energy around, especially the energy in your body. And so one of the questions I love to ask is um, say you're wanting to create your business as a particular way or receive, I don't know, make $100,000 in a year. Ask your body, hey body, what would it be like to, re to be making $100,000 this year? And then like even when I say that, uh, there's a little energy that starts bubbling, like what would it be like? And being like is the key, key to it because being is including in your body. It's an energetic. It's not a doing, it's not a force, it's not a push. It's not a make stuff happen, it's a being. Yeah. So when you be that, then you're doing two things. One, you're including your body because you're saying, hey body, what would that be like? And your body goes, I know what that would be like, I'll show you right now. And then it will transform in that moment to what that energy would be like. And guess what? As you know, if you've studied energy and vibration at all, when you be the energy of something, you're actually starting to physically actualize it right then. Yeah. So the more you be in that energy of what you're asking for, then the faster it will show up and the more directed you'll be to go, oh, do this, not that, do this, not that. Yeah. Right. So what will it be like? And then you can always ask, like, um, what would it be like or what will it be like um, to be or what would we like to choose? Right. When we're making this kind of money. Or body, what else would you like? And it might tell you, you might get a vision of a massage or a trip to Bali or, um, I don't know, a sailboat cruise. I don't know. Who knows? It doesn't even have to be luxurious like that. It could just simply be a new bed. Yeah. Right? Like body, what would you like? And sometimes my body will tell me a different color on the wall or flowers, right? Or a clean kitchen. Mm -hmm. And that creates more space. And when you choose those things that your body is showing you, your body is saying, thank you so much for listening to me and it will help you create. Yeah. So what would it be like? Um, what will it be like? What would it be like? And then also another question I love to ask is, what energy, space, and consciousness, so it's energy, space, and consciousness, can I be to have my $100,000 business actualize with total ease? I love that. That's fabulous. So are these the kinds of questions that you asked when, and do you mind if I mention the amount of the debt that you used to have? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. I know you share it publicly, so. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, you used to have like 150000 in debt, right? Like, are these the kinds of questions that you use to shift that? Because, I mean, imagine like, for all of you listening, like what that feels like. 
really heavy and like this big hole of like you could be like oh my god I have $150,000 in debt how am I ever gonna pay that back and be that energy and then of course you go deeper into debt right and like so how did you like uh, like is this the kind of work that you did to get yeah. from oh my god scarcity like like so what is there anything specific you can say to anyone who's in debt or is feeling yeah. like okay, like I'm going into debt or, yeah. Yeah, totally, totally. Um, number one thing I did was I, um, I started asking these questions. What would it be like to be in the, in the positive, in the black, right? Like, uh, be, like creating that future of money coming in, receiving the money, taking the actions that are, that are required to make the money, creating products and services that people are getting benefit from that they can't get enough of, right? Those sorts of things. And then also I had to release all the shame and the blame and my regret and the doubt of myself with regard to my debt, Yeah. right? Because I, I most of mine was, you know, from a past business. It was from, um, you know, poor choices. I say poor choices. In my judgment of myself, poor choices. And a lot of wrongness of me because I didn't believe I could actually have a lot of money. Yeah. And to have a negative $150,000 was like, yeah, I'm creating a lot of debt. I'm really yeah. good at creating debt. And so what I had to do was I had to let go, release the points of view that anything was wrong. And that includes societal points of view. You read all those books that say debt is bad and wrong. It's not bad and wrong. You just spent money and now you got to pay it back or yeah. file bankruptcy or whatever you do. And what if this monetary system is literally like a game that yeah. you're playing? Right, so I had to turn it around, stop making myself wrong for it. Yeah, like release those judgments. Yeah. Yeah, and this is one thing I help people do is like get to the core of the self wrongness and the shame and the blame, the regret and the guilt, basically, because it's like, oh, I regretted spending all that money on useless stuff, and it's like, okay, well, that was like two years ago. Why am I carrying that around now? Yeah. Right, and that debt is like a reflection of that. So I cleared all of that stuff and I got into gratitude, and I said, okay. So what's the gift in this? What's the gift in all of this? The, the $150,000 going, okay, what is the gift here? And what I saw for myself was that um, I could be grateful for all the money that I got to spend, no matter how I spent it, right? Because a lot of people have like school loans yeah. and credit card or their house or their car or whatever they've got, right? doesn't even matter what it is. Get grateful for what you did receive. Even if it was five years ago, if it was yesterday, yeah. even if you're making it wrong, like it was a bad choice, right? Get yeah. grateful for it, right? Stop the wrongness, get grateful, and then turn it around and ask, what can I create here to change this? And what would it be like to have no debt? So what would it be like? Because when you're somebody like me who was constantly creating more debt, you're in the energy, like I was, of creating debt. Not being debt-free, because being debt-free in that moment was not even a possibility. So I started asking, what would it be like, body, if we didn't have in debt anymore? What if we were always creating more money for everything that we spent? So now, what mostly, except for my business stuff, I don't have credit cards that I spend money on, right? Because I always saw credit cards as money, when it's not. It's no. not money, it's credit. Yeah. <laughs> But for me, I saw, oh, there's $5,000, I can go spend it. So I don't have credit cards <laughs> for my personal stuff. I, whenever I want to buy something, I make the money so that I can 
buy it if I want to, right? So I have a totally different relationship with money, but it took getting out of the wrongness, seeing the gift, and it's like a demand of yourself to start creating the life that you'd like to have versus um, continuing to not be worthy of the life that you'd like to have, Yeah. right? Yeah, that's yeah. great. Really great stuff. And I, I want all of you to know that, like, you know, if Corey went from essentially, I think, like, you know, having this huge debt, right, $150,000, to now you're making multiple six figures, right? Mm -hmm. So it's possible for her. It's possible for you. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, and it, yeah. And it was just a couple of years, too. I mean, I still yeah. have some of the debt left, so I'm paying it. But I think the thing, too, that I just want to express is, a lot of people go into such contraction around debt. Yeah. It's like, it's like I have to yeah. pay all my debt off before yeah. I can have any yeah. fun. It's oh, so wrong. Oh, it's so... a great one that you're addressing. Yeah. Yeah, all that stuff. And what I decided to do was come up with a plan. Mm -hmm. So I pay a certain amount off every single month. It'll mm -hmm. be paid off in a certain amount of time. Or if I pay it off ahead of time, that's fine. I'm over halfway done with it in two years. And that's a miracle that's, in itself. Yeah, that like, is amazing. $75,000 in two years. Are you kidding me? From, from <laughs> going negative yeah. to that, that's pretty amazing. And I'm okay with interest. Like, fine. Add on some interest to that. I'm fine because I'm still living my life. Yeah. I'm still creating my business. And sometimes I pay more, right, because I have some extra yeah. that I want to put towards that. But I've got a plan. I'm conscious aware with it. I'm paying attention. And I'm not in the shame anymore. Yeah. I'm not blaming myself. I'm not in regret or guilt. I'm really, like, going, nope, I chose that before. I'm not choosing that anymore. And here's how I'm paying it off. Okay, good. That's done. Now I'm going to live my life. I'm going to go create an amazing business, right? So yeah. it's not about being debt-free is the right thing and all that kind of stuff like everybody says. It's really about how can you have it all, yeah. right? Like I could have totally like hunkered down and paid it off in two years, but I wouldn't have had as much fun in my life. Yeah, right? you may not actually have made as much because exactly. you would have been all hunkered down. See, so this is one of the reasons I wanted you to highlight this part of your story. So one of the things that I really love about Corey's story is she didn't stop traveling. She lives in a really beautiful house. She has a nice car. Like, it wasn't like she was like, okay, all right, I'm making some money now, so let's stay in this contraction, and I'm going to, like, live bare bones, and then everything that, like, just, like, the feeling of it is like, ugh. And then, horrible. And then if she had done that, right, she probably wouldn't have been able to pay off 75000 of the debt. She instead, like, dresses herself beautifully, goes wonderful, travels a lot, lives in a beautiful home, nice car, and is paid off all this money. So yeah. it's like, it's not about, like, going into the contraction and the same and the guilt and all that heaviness and saying, okay, now I must deprive myself and deny myself. And that doesn't mean, like, spend in crazy ways and don't pay off your debt. I'm not advocating that either. But I just... um Thank you for sharing all of that because it's just such a beautiful example of like, you know, you, you've got to take care of yourself in this beautiful body that you have and then um, then you can access wonderful energy that, that infinite being that you are can create for you. Right? Exactly, exactly. Because yeah. it's like if you were to die tomorrow and you were so stressed out about all your debt, like what's the point of that? Yeah. Right? It's, it's, it's just the game, the game of money. So how can you be excuse me, you be playing the game instead of having it played you, playing you. Beautiful. So, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, that's a yeah. fun story to tell. <laughs> yeah, that's great. So I know you also have a great free goodie to share with us, a gift. So, I do. Yeah, and uh, everyone, if you want to pick it up already, because 
she's so great. It's right below the video, so you can click and pick it up. But tell us about it. Click and pick. Um, okay, so <laughs> I like to play with magic. I like to play with energy. And I like to change things in a little different way, I think, than a lot of people out there where they tap into your, what I call your juicy orgasmic life force. And when you're being in your life force energy, your juicy energy, then the world around you starts to align to be juicy in lots of different areas, simply based on the energy and based on some different choices. So um, I know Lila has experienced this, so much fun. Um, so basically, are you ready to play with magic and activate your juicy orgasmic life force energy? This um, part that I'm gifting you guys was so much fun to create because I take you on a guided sort of activation so you can tap into what is that juicy orgasmic energy for you and how do you actually play with it in life? Because we're actually activating the molecules, like um, identifying the energy within you that this is. So you go, oh, that's what that is. And then uh, activating the other molecules in this reality that we live in to be resonant for that. So when you're walking in the store and all of a sudden well, a pair of shoes jumps out at you and it's like, woo, that, that gave me a zing. Do those shoes want to come home with you? Would those shoes um, contribute to your juicy orgasmic life? And so when you start playing in the juicy orgasmicness, it's like miracles start happening. And it's like all of a sudden your whole life is juicy. And it's like, whoa, how did it get this way? It's because you start being differently. And it's not about doing and all that, like, force and push and all that stuff. It's really about being in your energy and creating, like, the master creator that you can be. So you guys get the first day free, and it comes with um, the, I think it's a couple of other things are in there, too, and I can't really remember, but that meditation activation is in there, and it's so much fun. People were really lit up about it, so I'm happy to gift that to you. Awesome. Yeah, it's an yeah. awesome meditation. I've done it and I've experienced it. Yeah. And as you can see, Corey is amazing. So you <laughs> want to have some more of her energy in your life. And Corey, thank you so much. I didn't realize we were going to talk about money. And it was so great to talk about money with you. And I knew it would be just such a revealing conversation because your energy around money is so in alignment with everything that we're trying to create in this series. So thank you for your contribution. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you so much for creating this. And I wonder how many people out there it will empower to just create beyond anything that they even thought was possible for themselves. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Okay, everybody. We'll be back with you soon. Thank you very much. And bye. Bye. This has been Wealth Alchemy Lab, the only show teaching you how to follow a spiritual path to money, pleasure, and purpose. To stay connected to our community, join our Facebook group, also called Wealth Alchemy Lab. If you're enjoying the show, please leave us a review on iTunes. To check out today's guest, visit epicdreamacademy.com forward slash podcast.